training is often looked at as kind of the silver bullet, the, the golden answer. And if I could impress on anyone anything, it would be that you don't know what you don't know, but also that you have to be doing that constantly. You can't just show up. You can't just buy the book on how to be a better person. You have to read the book. You have to put the principles into practice. Just having the gym membership doesn't keep you physically fit. It's the effort you put into it. Welcome to Captivate the Room with your host, internationally known voice expert, Tracy Goodwin, an award-winning speaker who has taught hundreds around the globe to make a big impact with their voice. This podcast is for anyone who wants to step onto a bigger stage, make a bigger impact, and have a voice that makes people listen. Presentation matters, and the voice is the missing link. Join in and you'll see why. Welcome to the podcast. So glad to have you with me today, as always, and I've got a great episode for you today. It's been a while since I've had a guest on the show. And I have a wonderful guest today that I know you're going to love hearing from. This is one of my favorite people to work with. I work very closely with Ashley Ferguson. She is the head of learning and development over at the company True North. I know you remember the guest that I've had on from True North. I had Bill Tubal. See, he's the CFO over there. And we talked about mindset. That was a great episode I also had Kim Loffridge on a while back. We talked about leadership. And my first guest from True North was Will Tubal. And we had a great conversation quite a while back about sales. And I like to bring guests on from True North. They're an amazing company and I do a lot of work with them. They really get what I do. And it has been such a treat to work with so many hundreds of people over there. It's really been exciting. And Ashley Ferguson is, she's the head of all of that, all of the learning and development. And so I work very closely with her with groups and strategy and curriculum. And I thought, you know, she's got to be my next guest on the show from True North. So let me tell you just a little bit about her. With over 15 years of human resource and people strategy experience, Ashley Ferguson proudly leads True North's award-winning training and development team. Fueled by a passion for helping people achieve their full potential, Ashley has spent the past three years developing programming that harnesses the power of True North's workforce in exceptional, collaborative, and resourceful ways while ensuring they feel a sense of connection and belonging to something greater. Ashley serves on the Eastern Iowa Workforce Development Board, where she is the chair of the Youth Committee. She also volunteers with Big Brothers and Big Sisters and local youth sports programs. Ashley studied cinema and art history at the University of Iowa and lives there with her husband, Mike, and three children, Madeline, Marshall, and Maddox. And I would say first that one of the things that I love about True North is their incredible investment, not just in the work that I do, but in their people and learning and development. I don't know that I've ever seen a company so dedicated to the growth of their people. 
And also, I have to say, Ashley's dedication to picking the right programs, making sure people are getting the most out of them, really, really engaged and involved in the work that she does. So it's a treat to have her on the show. I think you're going to really like this conversation about learning and development, bringing people on board, the stumbling blocks that we all face when it comes to growth. Let's head on over to the show. Ashley, welcome to the show. I'm so glad to have you with me today. Thanks for having me, Tracy. I'm excited to be here. I know, I know. You're the you're my fourth True North interview. I love bringing y'all on the show because I love working with y'all. It's it's been such a joy over these last few years. Well, it's a two-way adoration, I can assure you that. Have I worked with you since the early, since I was like I, year one? No, I was the, I think I was the second round. So I heard people working with you and you were kind of elusive to me for, for a few months. Um, so yeah, I believe I was your second round of, of people. Then I want to say four or five years. Yeah. Yeah. And now you're absolutely my go-to leader gal when I hold the groups. We're going to talk all about this, but I want to start with, tell the listeners, this is where I always start. Tell the listeners who you are, what you do. Okay. Excellent. My name is Ashley Ferguson. I am in learning and development. I live in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, uh, and I work for True North Companies. So we are an insurance agency. We've got about 400 people that, that we support. How long have you been with True North? So I started with True North just over 10 years ago. When I started, we were, I want to say about 160 people. And at that time, I started as an HR generalist. And as we expanded, uh, I've been able to, to narrow my focus more. So I spent a few years focused on talent acquisition and recruiting. Uh, and then that parlayed nicely into training and development and onboarding and all the things that I used to bring people in. And now it's how can we build them up and and keep them at their peak. Yeah. Yeah. And you lead the training and development. Does that mean you decide you really, is part of your job researching and finding programs that are, that you feel like are beneficial and have value? Yeah. I always try to have uh, kind of two, two antenna going one antenna aimed at what are our gaps? What are our skill needs? Uh, but then I always try to have an antenna on what's going on out there, what's available. Uh, that way we we know and we are somewhat on the cutting edge. I, I don't want someone in the firm to come with me to me with a need and be starting at ground zero. I'm, I'm hopeful. I have my antenna up on what's going on, what resources are out there, and we're constantly demoing or sampling different programs and presenters that helps us keep keep sharp on both ends. Well, obviously, one of the reasons I love True North the most is because I feel like, and this is just literally personal and maybe a little selfish, I'm not sure, but the robustness of the investment that True North makes in their people. I mean, obviously, I have had the opportunity to work with hundreds of you and I, I want to talk about that for a minute because I don't know if that's normal or if that is 
Is that a true North thing? I mean, you obviously see value in training and development. Let's talk about that for a minute. Why is it so important? Uh, I, that's the thing I love the most about True North easily is their commitment to that. Uh, I think it's easy for people to be at the top of their game and high performing and feel like they're there. They don't need to keep practicing. They don't need to keep learning. And in a technological society and today's society, there's so many reasons why we have to constantly be learning. So True North, since I've been here, has always had that philosophy of continue to better yourself, continue to learn. The clients we serve, the environments they're in are constantly changing. So we need to be keeping ourselves sharp the whole time. But I I agree with you also. I think the special part about True North is the personal development piece. So I've worked places that put a lot of emphasis on learning, but it was more around what product are we selling or learning kind of the mechanics directly related to the job. Whereas at True North, I I truly believe we put an emphasis on helping people grow holistically. Um, And a lot of the benefit from voice coach absolutely has helped me professionally. But oftentimes the subject matter is around personal things. They're so interconnected. And I believe that True North recognizes that and, and really believes and embraces that. They want They want to help people be the best version of themselves at all times, not just the best version of an insurance person, but the best version of you. And and that to me is the the difference and what makes it so special. They call my program voice coach. Isn't that great? I love that. I have to say that. It's like Madonna. You know, it's just like, that's all that's needed is Madonna. It's just voice coach. (laughs) (laughs) The first time I heard that, I thought, well, it actually reminded me of when I was a college professor and they would call me Miss G. I mean, there was nothing else needed. It was just Miss G. And and I think that's so cool. So I was going to tell the listeners that. But uh, really, you just nailed it. it. And especially in my work, it's not particularly just limited to my work, but it is, it is all intertwined. Mm-hmm. It, you know, one of the, it's, it's like the people that are, well, I'm this way at work and I'm this way at home. Okay. There's a disconnect there. That shouldn't be happening. What's going on internally that you feel like you have to be put on or, or something that you're not. Yeah, absolutely. And that's draining. If you have to turn on or off a a certain side of yourself, people aren't, if that's how people have to operate in the work environment, they're not going to get fulfillment. They're not going to enjoy that. And that's what we want to prevent. We want to, we we absolutely want to serve our clients and we have a lot of things that we need and want to do. But at the crux of it, I think it's ensuring our people are getting fulfillment and positive energy from, from what they're doing. And that's how we can serve our clients properly. Yeah. Yeah. And it, you know, it's, it really, it starts at the top and, and the value that the leadership of the people of true North have in let's develop these people is so wise. And I guess, I mean, you would know this more than me, I guess there's companies out there that don't invest to the degree that y'all do. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. it shocks and saddens me how frequently I talk to people that work elsewhere and attending a training or 
um, oral learning is like a foreign concept to them. They're they're at their desk from eight to five. They they don't get time away. Whereas I feel like at True North, we really recognize and embrace time away from the work. If you're working on yourself, that's going to make the time you're doing the work that much more impactful, that much more rich. You have to take time to work on yourself or you won't be able to give your best to, to those around you. you. I think you once told me you can't pour from an empty cup. No. We have mm -hmm. to... I, that's how I think about learning and development, taking time to learn and hone my skills. That's how I fill my cup. And so that balance, I think, is super important. Yeah. And I guess that, well, and there's a couple of things I want to touch on. One is the variety of programs that you bring in. And you you said it. You said things are always changing. And I... I think even in, in the work that I do, there's different styles there. Everybody's not the same. Everybody's got different learning styles. Everybody, this may light you up and it's not going to light me up. And so to have that, what I would refer to as the buffet of training is something that I think you've really done a phenomenal job at. I mean, everything from me to writing to, I mean, you've got all kinds of things coming in. Yeah, we try. I, I appreciate that. Um, we try to put a big emphasis on that and looking at people holistically. Uh, one of the things we we did this past year was a lot of education on mental health and, and mental well-being and resiliency. Uh, I think the world has put us all in positions where life can be just draining. Everything's moving really fast this time of year or this day and age, it seems like. Um, so we wanted to equip people and, you know, we recognize this is a gap. A lot of people are feeling, feeling overloaded right now. How can we, how can we equip them with methods to, to handle that? Because you can't stop life from happening. Um, so we're always trying to look at what problems are people facing? What's getting in the way of a colleague doing their best work? Um, and if it's something that we can help with. That that's where we want to step in. I bet you, well, I don't know. I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I know I saw that happen with, with many of my companies and entrepreneurs during COVID simply from, well, I'm used to being on Zoom four, five, eight, 10, 12 hours a day. I was nothing for me when everything shifted overnight. But I think that really took a toll on people that were used to feeling the energy of the people in the office and feeling the routine. And did you see the same thing? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, it's interesting. You could see people kind of at their own pace. Um, you saw people get, take time to get comfortable working from home. Uh, and we've had some people take time getting comfortable coming back. Uh, mm -hmm. We had some people that were eager to come back. They were busting at the doors um, and others that they got very accustomed to working from home um, and their their habits and their behaviors were were wrapped around that that sense of control, having their own space. And we want to make sure we're supporting everyone where they're at. We offer a flexible work environment, which I think has been a great solution to getting people back back and accustomed to it. It allows flexibility for someone that wants to get back in the office five days to do that. And someone that's, you know, easing into it a bit more. 
um, to take that approach. But it's it really has shown me, especially the last six months, the power of connecting in person. Um, things ran smoothly while while we were all virtual, uh, and I was one that wasn't sure I wanted to come back. I liked that self-control I had at, at home, uh, but coming back and working in person really showed it. Having that gap of working alone really helped me appreciate how much that in-person connection matters or a di- what difference it can make, especially for me and in my personality type. Yeah. Well, and I think that's going to be one of the greatest challenges that companies are going to deal with. It's so funny to me for years, Ashley, I would have to convince people that I could do this work online. They're like, no way, no way. I got to fly to New York to work with you. I'm like, no, we're going to work like this. And then overnight, everybody saw that it was possible, Uh which there's tremendous value in that. But for me in the work that I do, I can see tremendous potential safety catches in it too. It's it's safer to hide. It's safer to, but, you know, everybody is different and everybody, what lights one up might be devastating for the other. You know, there might be a, I get to go to the cocktail party at the conference. One of them might feel like, and the other one is like, oh my gosh, I got to go to the cocktail party at the conference. And, and I think that workplaces around the globe are having to find that balance. But in, you know, where is, where is it that my people deliver the best work brushes right up against what is be- what is the company culture? What is best? Because there is still, after having worked online like this, I mean, I'm so grateful for Zoom. I couldn't be, I would have never met you or the people of True North, but there is nothing like being in the room with someone. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. And, uh, you know, I, it was so funny. Somebody said to me when Zoom first went, when this all first happened, somebody said, now every 15 minute conversation that I got to have in somebody's office now became a Zoom meeting. Yeah. And and it it just becomes a whole different dynamic. Yeah. Yeah. So fine. Created a lot of a lot of new dynamics. A lot of new dynamics that worked positively and negatively in many, many ways. Yeah. So I think it's it's great that that we can find the balance. I I I think we have to find the balance. And I appreciate that people are are willing to do that. But it's I love that you said the word control two or three times. I think that's really what it's about. And and if you look at the data, if you look at the research, we wanted to control that situation because we felt so out of control. There was so much that wasn't in control. And then we build habits around it. Right. Yes. So different learning styles. Let's talk about that for a minute. And from the perspective of, do you find that some people, and you may not want to answer this, (laughs) hopefully you will, but do you find that some people gobble up, learn, are there lifelong learners and then there's not? Yeah, absolutely. Our internal learning and development team, we call them our frequent flyers or our seekers, uh, where they they just seem to have, you know, an, 
they can't get enough. They're always hungry and curious. They just have a natural curiosity uh, and enjoy learning. And um, I love that. It, I am myself one of those. Uh, and those, of course, are the easiest colleagues to support and interact with. But then we also have, we have people that don't think they need any or don't want any. And then we have a ton in the middle that are interested, but um, maybe underappreciate to me, Training is one of the things where you get what you put, you get out what you put in. Mm -hmm. And um, I think our largest population is people that maybe that don't appreciate that. I think they can just go sit in the training and it's going to solve their problems. I'm bad at time management. Give me a training. Uh, and they think they'll walk out cured. Um, and that's the group that I struggle. I don't want to say I struggle with. That's what I'm challenged by the most is figuring out different ways to interact with that group and get them engaged so they can see the further benefit of not just coming to the show, but let's participate and really put some stuff into action. I'm fascinated with that. I would like to track the data on that. I think that's very interesting. Do you think it has to do with busy? Yes, absolutely. Um, I think it is. Yeah, that is a great call and i love that you said that because part of me is wondering how much of it is further complicated by the virtual component um, mm -hmm. it's so much easier now to log into a training and work on something else on the other screen mm -hmm. uh, so i think it might it's probably very more more tempting for people to sign up and show up thinking they can kind of listen with one ear um, I hadn't thought about that, but I do, I do think a lot of it has to, comes down to busy and people want, people underestimate the impact or the long-term gains of taking time away from the grind to build themselves, that they are so stuck in that grind that it's incomprehensible to, to take time out. But then they find, those that do, find the time in the grind, they can get a lot more done and they're a lot more productive and effective. Yeah because they're taking those breaks. Well, it's just like that concept you mentioned earlier that I talk about, you can't pour from an empty cup. One of the hardest things for me to learn, and I don't know that I've mastered it. I mean, I'm not sitting here being the master at it, but the concept of I've got to slow down to speed up. Yeah, absolutely. And we live in, everybody's busy. Busy, I don't think can even be an excuse anymore, personally, because I want to meet the not busy person. Yeah. I want to meet them because it's the world we live in. And 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 because of the Zoom and because of the, well, I can check my emails at night from home and all of this. We just live in this world that is insanely fast to the yeah. point that busy doesn't work anymore. And and then we build habits around that. So to say, stop and go listen to this guy. Yeah. You know, I had a conversation with my postman once when I was in Los Angeles and it was the day after a holiday. And I said, you're here late. And he said, I hate holidays. And I said, why? And he said, because this day after is massive. It's not even worth it because of because you've missed a day. And I think it's that concept that we and we certainly fear that whether that's real or not. We fear 
well, I'll never get caught up or I might miss something important, that fear of missing out. And we really, I think there's a mastery in that learning to go, okay, I'm going to be better after this. I need to stop for this. You mentioned multitasking, but I think they've proven, Ashley, and you may know this. I think they've proven that isn't real. Yeah. You can't do it. Is that true? It is. And from what I, everything I've seen, and we have, we have a training, a training session on time management and the instructor opens with an exercise that proves how much time you waste trying to multitask. Uh, and it's it's really fascinating because it does at the surface feel like you're getting more done, um, but when you really put the math to it, you are not not half as effective. Well, it's like going on a road trip and saying, "I'm going to pull off and stop real quick. It'll just take a minute." And 45 minutes later, you're <laughs> you just getting back on the freeway. You look at the GPS and your and you know your arrival time just changed by 40 minutes or something ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. So it's it's truly an illusion. Uh-huh. Something else I was going to say about that, maybe it'll come back to me. But yeah, time management is another thing. You know, I, I know what I was going to say. I was going to say, well, here's the solution to if, if people are feeling like they need to multitask, somebody needs to be more captivating to keep their attention. Uh-huh. Love that point. I love that point. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because if I'm going to phone it in and not sound interested, you're going to buy into that. Yeah. Why yeah. wouldn't you? Well, and I think it was, I think you're the one that told me, I mean, the attention span this day and age, we're, oh. we're fighting for people's attention. Uh, yeah. And yeah, I absolutely think that's a, a big part of it. Well, and the, and the brain is seeking movement. Mm-hmm. like not in my generation, my generation, we could focus for three minutes and I'm in no way saying, well, and back when I was, I'm not saying that at all. It's, we have had all this opportunity to have all this stimuli. Yes. And so the brain is seeking movement. I, I have found that my work is more profound now than ever because of that alone. Yeah. Because nobody's listening to anybody. And part of it is because we've not given them a reason to. We've not captivated them and their brain is seeking movement. I mean, we've literally changed the brain of the the human brain with the way we raise children now. Yeah. So, but it's, it, it comes up all the time. I remember I was coaching a team out of Austin and one of them said, raised his hand, and he said, Tracy, what do I do when I know they're watching Angry Birds on the other end of the line? <laughs> Back when Angry Birds, and I was like, that's when you ramp up the captiveness, captivatedness. <laughs> now, I'm wondering, you know, I'm a big fan of mindset, and Bill Tubal came on the show, and we talked about mindset. Do you, does, do you think that play, does that play into stuff that you see around learning and development? Yes, absolutely. Uh, the the book mindset helped me understand uh, people so much better, and myself. It helped me understand myself a lot, also. But you can definitely see different mindsets in different learning opportunities. You can see different mindsets from different people. Um, you mentioned safety earlier, and I think a lot of it is reflective of if they're feeling safe or not, um, mm-hmm. and that's. A, 
we try, I try really hard to foster a safe learning environment um, for that very reason. I don't think people will engage if they're not, if they're not feeling safe. Oh, that's a given. That's a given. Yeah. Do you all still do book clubs up there? We have, yes, we have a few book clubs. Um, it's, it varies by team. So some, all we ask all of our teams to get together and, and do things collectively to support team development. And we have several teams that use a book club format for that purpose. So the, the team that I'm in that participates in book club, we're together every other week uh, and we pick different books. We've, I think we've done about 10 books so far this year. Uh, and it's a great way for us to continue learning. Um, and it's a great way for our senior leaders to model that. It, our book club started because we had so many senior leaders that would stop in and say, I just read this new thing. I heard this new concept. They were consuming a lot of resources and sharing it with others. And it just seemed natural. Well, we're all, we're all wanting to learn these new concepts. Let's talk about them together. So it's a nice and I want to say comfortable. I was going to say easy, but I don't know that easy is the right word, but it's a comfortable way to foster learning without people really feeling pressure around it. Mm -hmm. What's been your favorite book? Oh, that is a good question. I'm, pro I'm probably going to have to say mindset. And I don't know if that's really? uh, just because I, that's the one I pull back to the most, the one I reference the most the one that has helped me in all facets of life. I feel like I pull from, I pull concepts from mindset often in parenting and in my home life. Uh, yeah. So it might be, it might be that kind of coming to mind. Uh, the other one that I really liked was Simon Sinek's Infinite Game. Uh, that one really helps land the importance of continued learning and, and taking ownership of that. Um, we're not, you're not in it for the long haul. Um, those are two, those are the two that stick out to me the most. You mentioned the, the leaders in that, when you were talking about the books and I wanted to circle back to something I said, when we first jumped on, when I do groups at true North and, and not, they're not all my companies aren't like this, but we've done this really cool thing with the groups at true North we have the group and then I take a true North person who's been through my program and they are the co-lead with me. And it's been so cool for a million different reasons. And to, to, I mean, there's so much data I have collected in watching who responds to what, what is this, the validation even of my work. I've often said, I'm a little bit like your mom telling you you're pretty but then it gets locked in. And so it's been this really powerful combination. And Ashley, you've sat in, Ashley, you and Bill have sat in the most. You may be, you may be even now, but you bring so much to the table. Have you enjoyed that? Has that, I mean, as a learning and development expert, that's really putting you almost in the role of the teacher, like the teachers you bring in. Yeah, I I love it. And I sometimes have to remind myself I can't do that full time. I have other pieces of my job I need to do. Um, but it's my favorite. It's my favorite piece and my favorite way to see colleagues in action, because 
it, it, there are group sessions, but you get to see each of them work individually and you really get to see people blossom. When I first started the program there, you know, you do exercises and you have us say something again after you mm -hmm. give us tips and you will always say, do you hear that? And the first couple of rounds, I'm like, yeah, I hear it, but I didn't know if I heard it. I, it, <laughs> I think I heard the sound, I'm not sure. But now after going through it so much, I hear it so I can pick it up very quickly. And it is, it's just truly remarkable. And it gives me all the good feels to see other people really, as you would say, stand in their power, uh, yes. to see people start your program that are such good workers and they, they, they just struggle with one or two things. They, they can't, you know, they're, they're getting in their own way in one way or another. And you do such a great job helping them uncover what that is and what's the crux of that to help them work past it. And it's, it's hard to explain without being in there, but it's, it's absolutely uh, my favorite part. I love doing that. I would imagine as, as, especially in your role, there's a richness to watching it unfold and seeing the shifts in people that are, like you said, already great colleagues take it to that next level and that missing piece of confidence or that missing piece of I fear conflict or whatever it is get shored up and removed basically in those moments must be, must make it all come home for you. Yeah, It must be almost a, a self pat on the back to say, yeah, we're really making a difference for people in, yeah. in a positive way, not in an arrogant way. No, absolutely. And I'll be honest, I don't, I usually think of like, oh, Tracy's really killing it with that person. But I, I love that you said confidence because that's the biggest difference is seeing confidence in people and how much that helps them, how much that empowers them. I think that's so powerful. But yes, I, it, it gives me like proud parent feelings yeah. uh, over <laughs> and over. So I, I enjoy that a lot. And it also the opportunity to get get to know them at a different level. I've gotten to build relationships with participants and colleagues that I don't always get to interact with, but it helps me learn, learn about others more. And it helps me get a pulse on what are the, what obstacles are people facing? What are some themes that people are encountering that are going on within the day-to-day -day right now that, um, you know, we might hopefully catch them before they become problems. Yeah. Yeah. So you said something earlier about when you went in the group, there were probably about 168 people. Y'all are in the hundreds now at True North, aren't you? Yeah, I want to say we're about 400. Um, we have a an arm of our our area that or our company that's about another hundred people. So depending on who you ask, we might be 500. Uh, but I typically think around that 400 mark. That's incredible. I, that's, it's, it's just like that first group. I don't know that I would have thought four years later, here I'd be sitting here talking to you, but there's just such a piece to it. And I love it that it's that way, but there's such a piece to communication, I think, where every, if everybody's on the same page, mm -hmm. and that may be a big factor in learning and development is to help not only enrich the employee, help them really grow, but to get everybody on the same page 
And if I can communicate with you, if you can communicate back with me kind of concept, is that, would that be part of the, yeah, absolutely. I would say same page and common language also goes Mm -hmm. goes so far and makes such a difference. We, it's amazing to me how differently people interpret just one word. So giving clarity around what, what does urgent mean? Or some of the phrases we, we use can have a lot of room for interpretation. So it helps us get on the same page. It helps us use similar language. So it leaves less room for interpretation and just a lot more clarity, which allows us to collaborate easier. Boy, that that is so true. Somebody said something to me, not, not from up there, but somebody said something to me the other day about, it's just a few hours. So my definition of a few is like two. They meant 40. <laughs> and there is so much room for gray, yeah. but yeah. yet, so there's this shoring up of the gray, but then there's also an allowing for it too. Yeah. In a certain kind of way, that's such a huge part of effective communication. Yeah. But what is the thing that you love the most about this work? It's such a great question. I, I really love I really love seeing people grow and part of me feels like that's a selfish answer, but because I love it, whether I'm involved or not, just seeing it when I can, when I get to witness people better themselves or feel more confident, that is very fulfilling for me. I get a lot of fulfillment from learning. I'm I'm very curious in general. So I love that I am able to learn about so many different things where we cover so many different topics. So I'm, I'm constantly learning, uh, which I love. But then I think my, my passion is really around, around workforce. As I said, we're, we're more than double what we were 10 years ago. We want to double in another five. And when I think about supporting the firm, I think about, okay, if we're going to double, well, if we're going to double our business, we're going to need a lot more people that know a lot about insurance to support our clients. And they're not teaching insurance in school. We have to be able to build people internally. So having programs that help us support our workforce is is my ultimate passion. Yeah, that's very exciting. What do you wish people knew? What do you wish people knew about learning and development that maybe they don't see? That may be a hard question, but it just keeps coming up in my mind. When I, it's like with somebody said, what do you wish people knew about voice, Tracy? What is that message in there that I really don't know that people get that I want them to know? What would that be for you about the work that you do? That is... That is a tough question to answer. Right? That is such a tough question to answer. Um, the The first thing that comes to mind is people, I think training is often looked at as kind of the silver bullet, the, the golden answer. And if I could impress on anyone anything, it would be that they you don't know what you don't know, but also that you have to be doing that constantly. Mm-hmm. If you're, you can't just show up, you can't just buy the book on 
how to be a better person. You have to read the book. You have to put the principles into practice. Just having the gym membership doesn't keep you physically fit. It's the effort you put into it. So that's that's one thing uh, that I wish if we could get everyone to, you know, fully stop what they're doing and truly be in the moment when they're learning. Uh, that's my that's a big thing. The other thing, though, is the thing that I've learned the most and that I continue to be fascinated by is how the human brain works and how how different they can be and just learning about how people learn has helped me understand why some trainings work and some don't and i don't feel like i've learned all of that but it has just i've been surprised how much that comes into play and so that's been a really fascinating component for me well the brain and the subconscious and do you follow joe dispenza's work Mm-hmm. Oh, you'd love his work. He talks about the brain. It it is fascinating, and mm-hmm. and what how and why people think the way they do, and how it is so radically different. I wish you could figure out an answer though for me on that gym membership thing, <laughs> because I'd buy one if I could get that, and then sit here and coach wow. all day and and change. But no, that that doesn't that isn't going to work. And I, that is the most perfect answer because you've heard me say it 90 million times, this can't be theory. I can sit here and talk to you about it all day long, but you can't go out into the real world and keep the theory in your brain. You've got to put it in the body. You've got to put it in the muscle memory. You've got to take the action because all of it is habit. Yes, yes. Well, and I love that. So often I have leaders that will say, well, we, we sent them to this trainer or we sent them to that training but that's not enough. How are you, how are you ensuring they understood, they took away from the training what you wanted them to just helping people understand there has to be a lot of active pieces to it. It's not just a check the box. They read that page of paper. They are now certified. We have to be doing more to understand that. Did they just attend, but what did we want them to learn? Did they learn it? Are they demonstrating it? So using it more strategically and not as a prescription uh, to solve problems is another thing that we're working to shift mindsets on. Yeah. Yeah. I think the minute we get into anything that could potentially be perceived as punitive, the, the mind will shut down and and say, I'm not, it's, it's subconscious. It's ego. It's well, no, I'm not interested in that. And I think that's really certainly from the work that I do and the things that I see on this end in, in my work and in my research is we really, everybody's got buttons. Mm-hmm. And the minute we start rubbing up against those buttons, yeah, that's to me though, where the exciting work is done yeah. for the people who are willing to go there. Yeah. I love, I love that you said punitive that, that I never made that connection before, but you're so spot on. There are so many times where people will come to me and and say, oh, I got signed up for a training. So I figured they're trying to tell me I need to get better at A, B, or C. And if we could just shift the thought process of, mm-hmm. I, I shared that training with you because I think you would enjoy it. I think it'd yeah. be valuable for you. And it's not punitive, but it's a gift. Yeah. We want to match you with something that's going to make you better. Yeah. I, I love that you said that because it's, 
that's not a way I've ever thought about learning, but I think so many people do see it as punitive. And that's a little sad for me. Well, it's it's the subconscious, though. It's the automatic. The automatic response in the subconscious is, let me go ahead and destroy this so that I'm then not disappointed. Yeah. And that is fascinating to me how we started working from that place rather than that place of gratitude. But it's I'm, I'm sure it's learned behavior. Yeah. We, we do exactly what we see. It's, you know, I joke, I, somebody up there, I loved it when he said, why do we do a webinar for an hour? I can do one for 20 minutes. And it's literally because the first guy did one for an hour. And so we just all do that. But go against the grain, baby, do your thing. If you can train it in a 20 minutes. And I think that's where we, where we really can or need to take these things that we learn and embody them and make our own version of them. Yes. It's not punitive. It doesn't always have to be a negative. It's really okay for something to be super cool. Yeah. And it's okay to not know everything. It's Oh yeah. It's unrealistic to know everything. So um I think the humility and just acknowledging you have things to learn can be freeing also. That sounds like a lot of pressure to me to have to know everything. <laughs> I can't handle that kind of pressure. I'm going to just go ahead and announce that I don't. Anything out of my wheelhouse, I don't know. I don't know anything about it because yeah. that takes the pressure off. Yeah, exactly. It's all in the mindset. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, you're just a delight to work with, Ashley. I'm I'm so thrilled with what you're creating up there and honored to be a part of it. Love having you in my groups and just love getting to work with the colleagues up there. So thank you so much for coming on the show today. Yes. Thank you, Tracy. And we, we love you also. And uh, yeah, you're, you are coming because somewhat of the, the share or the Beyonce where people just know by voice coach or um, I had a meeting before this and I said, Oh, I have to hurry up. I'm late for Tracy. And everybody knew what who Tracy was. They were all like, oh, yeah, go get to Tracy. Uh, so, so please know we, we are raving fans up here, too. Well, then that means I'm creating the right experience. Mm-hmm. Then that means that I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm serving the purpose and doing the mission well, which is what you're teaching people how to do with all the things that you're plugging them into. So... To many more years, to many more years. We'd be together so many years, you come back on the show and you talk about all the new advancements that you're plugging in up there. Absolutely. I'd love to. All right. Well, thank you so much. And thank you listeners for being with us. As always, I appreciate you too. And that's it for today. And I'll see you next time. Thanks for listening to Captivate the Room with Tracy Goodwin. You can reach out to her at CaptivateTheRoom.com and be sure to grab The Voice Formula, a free video series that will help you start making a bigger impact with your voice today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave a review on iTunes.